This is Concepts in Focus, a philosophy series by the Acid Horizon Theory Podcast. In preparation for our upcoming episodes on Bataille and Foucault, we are providing a couple of short audio essays on material we are covering. We hope you enjoy these. By the way, please subscribe wherever you're listening. In this episode, I will talk about George Bataille's theory of philosophy as he lays it out in the introduction of his book, Theory of Religion. As you may recall from our previous episode on Deleuze and Foucault, among my theoretical interests are theories of philosophy or metaphilosophy. I'm fascinated by what it is we are trying to do when we do philosophy. I'm especially interested in the question, what is the nature of thought? When I first encountered Bataille's theory of religion, I was instantly struck by the introduction to the book and its preceding section entitled, Where This Book Is Situated. This is not a section one should skip or gloss over, for it is in these pages that we are provided with an important thumbnail sketch of Bataille's methodology. Furthermore, we get a sense for the concerns and challenges that preside over his project. Most importantly, we encounter a version of Bataille's theory of philosophy here. What is a work of philosophy? For Bataille, it is a work of humility, courage, and determination. It is a task faced with the challenge of thinking the new as it confronts thoughts past and future. Bataille begins theory of religion considerate of his readers. He tells us where his book is situated. But what does it mean for a book to be situated anywhere? And why is this disclosure important for him? For Bataille, a book speaks from an assemblage of works. Invariably, the philosophical work owes its voice to the assemblage. A book of philosophy, he says, is like a brick which is lodged in a wall among the many others that have come before it. A temptation for writers of philosophical works might be to conceive of their brick as a free brick, one which stands apart from its predecessors. In making this assertion, Bataille does not merely seek to insulate himself from his own vanity. Nor does Bataille claim that a work of philosophy should pay a cheap homage to its forebears. In fact, philosophers can't help but to bring into view the massive ensemble which informs their work. A successful work of philosophy gestures towards its grand lineage as it strives to render a unique contribution to the tradition. The challenge presented to the philosopher and her work is compounded by the fact that this assemblage is unlimited. It is unlimited because the past comprises the human assemblage's infinite past. Moreover, the assemblage is unlimited because it has a future. The unlimited assemblage presents a seemingly impossible task. Its vastness is of a scale which makes the task of philosophizing in the face of the assemblage utterly overwhelming. Bataille encourages the philosopher here, offering her both care and caution. She must remain undaunted in her conviction to create the new, even committed to the task, the risk of falling victim to what Bataille calls the isolated opinion surfaces. And even though thought may devolve into mere opinion, the assemblage nonetheless remains present to it. Bataille says that the assemblage presents an impossibility to the philosopher. 
He suggests that the philosopher experiences a reflexive impotence in the face of the impossible. But it is precisely in her powerlessness that the philosopher becomes capable of thinking the new. However, the challenge to think the new does not entail simply making a modest contribution to philosophy. Thought, as Bataille sees it, is an event which causes a rupture. It sends a ripple through the tradition, sometimes even displacing it entirely. Bataille suggests that philosophers gather in a place rife with violence. Philosophy, he says, is a place where no house can stand. The work of philosophy occurs upon a site of interminable construction and destruction. Thus, the vanity of the so-called completed thought shudders under the weight of a constant paranoia. It cannot survive thought's incessant creative flux. Philosophy has an open and unknown future. Its trajectory is never finished. The impossibility thus urges us to think in terms of philosophy having a life beyond the present. The question put forward to the philosopher is how to create concepts capable of surveying the assemblage while remaining open to its future possibilities. In view of these challenges, Bataille's method involves a commitment to the creation of mobile thought. A mobile thought implies conducting one's thinking in such a way as to leave it open, not insisting upon thought having a definitive state. Science differs from philosophy in this respect. According to Bataille, science draws upon finished parts, even as the domain of scientific knowledge remains filled with gaps. Philosophy, however, forces us to confront what he calls an irresolvable exigency, a demand to think beyond the visible horizon of what is known. An example which might illustrate this distinction is the current horizon of quantum theory. Research in quantum mechanics has produced some of the most reliable evidence of any scientific discipline. However, it remains a challenge to offer certain interpretations of this data. Some quantum theorists argue that there exists a theoretical gap between datasets due in part to our impoverished ontology. There is a challenge, for example, to properly conceptualize the wave function in view of the probabilistic nature of quantum events. As Bataille says, it is the scientist who agrees to wait, while philosophers attempt to formulate concepts adequate to interpret empirical data. Granted, this example suggests a brute reduction of the roles of scientist and philosopher. What the example actually intends to highlight, however, is how Bataille perceives the figure of the philosopher as one urged to move beyond the register of the known to produce new thinking. All great philosophy rises above the caprices of fashionable thinking. By and large, thought detests what is fashionable, as fashion induces a termination of thought. Bataille himself railed against a timely notion which placed the individual at the center of thinking. For him, moreover, the individual negatively delimits the possibility of thinking. In Theory of Religion, Bataille asserts that philosophy demands of us that we go beyond the human situation. Remaining faithful to this assertion, he insists that we must first understand what kind of thing an individual is. What is the place of the individual as humanity as a whole has been wrought from the continuum of the animal world. Also, what is the importance of the individual as the notion changes across the historical evolution of religious practices? 
These questions are an invitation to Bataille and his work. We hope to have you with us again as we delve into the first two chapters of Theory of Religion in our upcoming episode on Bataille. His concept of animality provides a fascinating introduction to his theory of religion and his broader views on political economy. If you found this episode to be an interesting intro to Bataille's work, please subscribe to us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, too. By supporting us on Patreon, it helps us make more episodes like these. Once again, thanks for listening to Concepts in Focus.